May 17th, 2001. It's Alyssa Turney's last day of her junior year. She gets picked up by her dad. And nobody ever sees her again. We drove back to the house, got inside, went right to her room. Um, her backpack was dumped all over the ground. And then I had found the note in her cell phone. Did Alyssa run away? Or did she never make it far from home? This is classified a missing person case, but I, I think it is a homicide. I don't think Alyssa's alive. Hi, I'm Octavia Zappala, and this is my podcast, Missing Alyssa. My personal quest to find the truth behind a 17-year-old girl's disappearance that happened over 15 years ago in Phoenix, Arizona. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or at missingalyssa.com to hear the full story. This podcast contains adult content. Some of the themes or topics may include information on murder, kidnapping, torture, dismemberment, maybe some demonic content with information on positions and paranormal activity. This podcast will also include explicit, horrible and foul, socially unacceptable, totally uninhibited adult themes language. So if you're easily offended, if you're easily triggered, then I highly suggest you turn this off now. And if not, just keep in mind, parental discretion is advised. During our last episode, we brought you part two of the case of Haley Dunn the young girl who seemingly vanished right before the eyes of those who lived in the small West Texas community of Colorado City. This week, Mysterious Circumstances brings you part three of her haunting case. By now, Haley's story has made its way into the hearts of those in the Lone Star State, leaving it in a state of unrest. Denial, anger, sadness, frustration and fear are feelings that this case has stirred up for those who have heard her story. How could a little girl just disappear without a trace from the streets of a town of less than 5,000 people? People are starting to become desperate for answers. It has been a little over a month and a half since Haley was last seen. By this time, all eyes are now on Haley's mother's boyfriend, Sean Adkins. Perhaps due to the pressure that he was feeling, Sean decided to finally break his silence. Sean Adkins, did you at all have anything to do with Haley's disappearance, or do you know anything more? No, ma'am, I don't. Can you kind of give me just a recap of the day that Haley went missing? Yes. Uh, that morning I drove to work. I quit my job. I turned in my belongings. And I didn't speak to nobody at work. And I left work. I stopped by this residence. Nobody was here. So I continued going towards Sea City. 
and I got on I-20 and I went to Big Spring to my mother's house and I made calls on my cell phone to my mom letting her know that I quit my job and everything and I got to my mom's house that day and I got on the internet uh, looking up unemployment to see if I could get you know an unemployment check till I could get back on my feet and everything and that was my day and then I came home uh, around I guess like three o'clock I got there and Haley was there watching TV in the living room and I went to me and Billy's bedroom and she came in there and told me that she was going to her father's house and that she was staying the night with a friend and then she left and then I was there by myself for maybe an hour at the most and then David and a friend came over and I went to his room and they're playing video games and so forth and Billy called me and told me that uh, that her relief got there and that she's going to get to leave a little early so I was up there at the hospital in uh, Snyder around 6 o'clock to pick her up and then we came back and then we went to bed shortly after that. And this whole time you were thinking Haley was at a friend's house? Yes. About what time did she say she was leaving? Uh, I guess it was sometime in between 3 and 3.30 when she said she was leaving. It was like shortly after I got there. I'm not real sure about a time. Does she normally call and check in every so often or is it normal to not hear from her for so long? Uh, it's pretty normal for her just to not call because she usually does that though because she does stay the night at a friend's house. She'll be back the next morning. Now, you just said right now that you quit your job, but originally you had said that you got in a fight with your boss and was fired from your job. Uh, no, that was, uh, that was untrue, too. I told investigators I quit my job, but I told Billy that I got fired because I didn't, I didn't want her knowing that I quit my job. I was trying to keep it from her, but, you know, investigators found out, uh, that I didn't get fired because Billy had told them that originally and then they brought that up to me I was like yeah I quit my job for reasons and I just didn't tell Billy for fear of it cause a big fight and I didn't want to ruin the peace that's been happening over the past six months I just wanted to keep the peace try to find another job and then let her know so also according to the affidavits you had originally said that when you quit your job you went straight to Big Springs but then there were cell phone actual pings in Colorado City. Uh, well, that, uh, the investigators asked me, they never asked uh, which specific places I went. They go, where did you go Monday when uh, Haley supposedly disappeared? And I told them I went to Big Spring and that's where I was at. They didn't ask uh, which way did you go to your mom's house or anything like that. They just asked where I was so they could verify that. So... So you're saying that affidavits, majority of what we read in there is completely incorrect? Yes. And there was another thing in the affidavits that I deleted uh, messages or phone calls off my phone. That was incorrect, too. That never happened. So have you, I mean, even Billy has told me that you are not cooperating with the police. If you have nothing to hide, if there isn't anything there, why aren't you cooperating with them? Uh, I cooperated with them at first, and then... Uh, I just feel like I couldn't trust the police anymore, and that's when I decided to get a lawyer, and my lawyer told me just to lay low, keep quiet. That's what I did. And then today I'm supposed to talk to somebody from 
Colorado City, a law enforcement officer. I'm supposed to talk to the FBI today just to clear up some more things. Understandable if your lawyer tells you that, that's obviously what you're going to do, but coming from just the point of a normal person, we're all out here looking for Haley. We all want the same thing. So if there's anything that you could do to help them or to help with the investigation, why wouldn't you do it? Uh, I felt that I gave them all the information I had, and which I really did. And like I said, I just felt like it was a witch hunt at the time, and they were just trying to pin it on somebody, which was me. And I didn't want that happening, so I just stopped talking to them. I know that a lot of people have said, using non-Nancy Grace, that this whole time stories keep changing. It goes from one thing to another to another. The affidavits show that stories have changed. I mean, what do you say about that? Has your story changed at all? Uh, if it has, it was because I remembered something, and I let the investigators know. But that's how they say my story has changed, and that's how it changed, because there's been some things that uh, I didn't remember to tell him at the time and later I did remember and then I told him that's how my story could have changed but no my story hasn't changed other than that you know again you say your relationship with Haley was completely fine but yet when we know that you had in the affidavit said something about um, Clint's uncle said who could ever hurt a little girl you said something to the effect of yeah it's like killing a baby deer and according to those affidavits and the uncle, you do also talk about killing baby deers all the time. Uh, uh, it's incorrect, too. I had a talk with that uncle, and he said he never said that either. And I never said that. I, don't, I love animals. I wouldn't hurt animals either. So basically, it seems like everything that you're saying completely contradicts the affidavit. So everything that the police used to obtain a warrant to build their case is completely inaccurate? Absolutely. It is. Because like I said, I've sat down and looked through that affidavit and a lot of things are incorrect. Some of it is, but a lot of it isn't. If it's incorrect, how were they able to obtain their warrants? I have no clue. I really don't. Now, all signs are kind of pointing to you right now. What do you say about that? Um... You know, I'm just going to do my best to get the focus back on Haley and off of me. And, you know, like I said, I have nothing to hide. I was just uh, advised by my lawyers to do what I've been doing. And, you know, now I'm, I'm going to talk and get everything cleared up about me so they can get back to looking for Haley. Sean, do you know anything about Haley's disappearance? No, I don't. And could you or did you hurt Haley in any way? No, I didn't. And when people say that that's something that you would do and that it's in your mind frame to do that kind of thing, what do you say to that? Um, I'm just thinking that people want somebody to blame and they're going to blame me. Can you see why people would point the finger at you? I can have an, an idea, but I just think it's, I think it's unfair. Because this could happen to anybody, what's happening to me. And how would they feel if they're in my shoes? That's just how I feel. What do you really want people to know? That I'm not a monster like a lot of people made me out to be. I'm just a regular guy. And I love my girlfriend. I love Haley and David. I would never do anything to hurt her, nor him, or anybody. 
and I just want all of this to be over with and Haley home so we can go on with our lives. And I'm just kind of going to ask again, if you knew anything about Haley's disappearance and you are not telling police to find Haley, would you come forward and give them the information? Yes, I would. If I had any knowledge of her whereabouts, I would definitely come forward and tell them. As the news report that search efforts are beginning to scale back, there are still no answers to Haley's whereabouts. Suddenly, there is a break in the silence. Billy Dunn is arrested. Breaking news tonight in the case of missing Colorado City teen Haley Dunn. Her mother, Billy Dunn, is behind bars. She was arrested earlier today by the Mitchell County Sheriff's Office along with the District Attorney's Office. Now let me tell you what's going on. Billy Dunn, Haley's mother, has been arrested by Mitchell County Sheriff's Office and the DA office here. Now, she was arrested today at her home at approximately 621 today. Now, the reason she was arrested was because she lied about Sean Atkins being inside her home. Now, there was a search warrant for Sean Atkins, meaning a body search of him out of Howard County. And Billy lied that he was in the home, so she was taken in by authorities because he was, in fact, in her house. Now, Billy faces three charges, all of them misdemeanors. The first one is hindering apprehension slash prosecution. The second charge is possession of dangerous drugs. And the third charge is false report to a peace officer. Now, authorities told us today that they found prescription drugs without a prescription inside her home today. Now, they also told us that they had another warrant, another search warrant going on for his grandmother's house in Dunn. Now, this warrant was out of Scurry County today. Now, Dunn is only about 15 minutes away, 15 minutes north of Colorado City. Now, authorities have also told us that Sean Atkins has not been arrested. And again, Billy Dunn is here at the Mitchell County Sheriff's Office and has been arrested. The mother of missing Colorado City teen Haley Dunn is out of jail tonight. Billy Dunn posted bond this afternoon after being arrested yesterday evening for lying to authorities. Police say she lied when they went to her house looking for Sean Atkins, her boyfriend, and the only named suspect in Haley's disappearance. Billy went before a judge this morning and was bailed out by her mother several hours ago. Crystal, David, we spent a few minutes talking with Billy late this afternoon, right after she was dropped off at her house after bonding out of jail. Now she told us the thoughts of the charges against her, and she tried to give us her story of what happened last night at her home. Because I'd rather not get into that. That's how Billy Dunn responded after we asked her why she lied to authorities about Sean Atkins being inside her home. Because Sean came over here and the authorities were looking for him and he went and go and talked to him. And um, I told him he wasn't here, but I let him in to go search the house. Billy says she's no longer dating Sean and he just came over to see her. Um, just because he got dropped off there, I'd called his mom to come and get him and we were arguing and he didn't want to talk to police. And as far as the drugs that were found inside her home last night by authorities, she says they were legal. I don't know who said that, but it was completely a lie. They found a prescription bottle with my name tore off of it. We also asked if Sean Atkins had something to do with Haley's disappearance. And she says she's not sure what to think. Not really. I mean, sometimes it depends on what day you ask me. When I talk to investigators, they put certain thoughts in my head. When I'm at home, I don't think that. 
Bottom line, she says her daughter is still missing, and she wants people to help look for her. Yeah, nobody seems concerned with that. Nobody seems concerned with I have a kid that's missing and been missing, and nobody's found her. Um, they're more worried about getting a case closed and pinning it on somebody, I guess. Um, we really have to go out on our own, Clint and I do, to talk with human traffickers and look at other possibilities. The interview only lasted a few minutes. Billy was very brief and went inside because she didn't want to answer any more questions. Meanwhile, authorities say that they will continue with this investigation. They will review all of the evidence and will continue searching for Haley. After the ordeal, it seems that Billy's demeanor toward Sean Adkins changed due to new information that came to light. ABC's Jessica Reyes sat down with Billy Dunn today and joins us in the studio with what pushed Dunn to this decision. Well, Tim, Billy says investigators found notes about her and Sean Adkins' cell phone Thursday. She didn't elaborate on what exactly the messages said, but describes the content as threatening. He can't come over here. He'll be arrested, and now he knows that. Billy Dunn says her longtime boyfriend, Sean Adkins, can't come on her property for a year under a no-trespassing order she filed Friday. She says she made the decision after investigators told her about messages they found in Adkins' phone. He made threats against me. I don't think he sent them anywhere. They were just on the memo pad or notepad or whatever. I got scared. And yeah, I didn't want him to be able to come over here at all anymore. Dunn was arrested Thursday after police came to her house looking for Adkins, and she lied and said he wasn't there. Seeing the sheriff's vehicle pull up, and he got up, and I asked, are you going to talk to them? And he told me no. They asked if Sean was here, and I said no. I really don't know why. Officials took Dunn into custody and questioned her. I told him I didn't know where Sean was. She was released Friday on a $6,500 bond. They're suspicious Sean keeps trying so desperately to get back with me because they think I know something. I'm hiding something for him. Dunn says she has no plans to see Adkins again. Even if by some miracle Haley walked through the door and he had nothing to do with that, there's too many problems between us now. Shortly after these incidents, Billy decided to hire an attorney named John Young and would no longer be speaking to the media. Around this same time, quote, a search warrant affidavit signed by 132nd District Judge Ernie Armstrong in connection with the search of the home of Sean Adkins' grandmother revealed nothing into the disappearance of the missing Colorado City teenager, end quote. So you guys know how I roll. I have three podcasts, I have kids, I have a full-time job. I don't have a lot of time to sit around and spend hours prepping meals. So what I look for is HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step -step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Home-cooked meals made simple. HelloFresh makes conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple recipes. Cooking is made enjoyable and super easy. It's fresh, pre-measured ingredients and easy-to-follow six-step pictured recipe cards are delivered to your door each week in a special insulated box. And it's great because I'm pretty bad at following directions most of the time, and HelloFresh made it super simple for me, and I don't like wasting a lot of time cooking. All the meals come together in 30 minutes or less. 
They all call for less than two pots and pans and require minimal cleanup. You can make deliciousness a part of your every week. You have three plans to choose from. Classic, veggie, and family, with the option to switch between all of them for when your tastes for meals start to change. So basically, you just spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping so you can get all that time back and do more of what you love. Which, you know, is either spending time with your family, your kids, you know, if it's for me doing that, and podcasting, you know what I mean? So, I do have to mention my personal favorite one was the Mediterranean baked veggie meal. I went for the veggie meals personally, and I'm going to tell you right now, like, they literally sent everything. All I had to do was cut it up, everything was already measured out, and just, like I said, like, it's all put on a card so you can literally follow the instructions step by step. Super easy. I had a big two-person healthy meal in about 20 to 25 minutes. It was so freaking easy. And like I said, you know, I don't like wasting time cooking meals because I got a lot of other stuff going on. So I got a special deal for all the Mysterious Circumstances listeners. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Mysterious80. And enter the promo code MYSTERIOUS80. Now that's for $80 off your first month. You go to HelloFresh.com backslash MYSTERIOUS80. And enter the promo code MYSTERIOUS80. And get 80 bucks off your first month. It's like receiving 8 meals for free or you get $20 off your first 4 boxes. So again, if you want to try some simple... Really, really good meals. They have lots of options. It's really good. It's super fast. I highly suggest it. I, I've tried it. I've eaten it. And it was really, really good. Actually, I took some of it to work and the guys at work thought that I had literally made this whole concoction. And HelloFresh pretty much did it all for me. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Mysterious80 and enter the promo code Mysterious80. March 27th, 2010, marked three months since Haley went missing. Although it is around this time that law enforcement stated that they believe that Haley is deceased, many still hoped that they would be able to bring Haley home alive. As time begins to pass, it felt as if her story began to fade from the spotlight. With each passing day, the optimism that Haley would return home alive began to dwindle. But those who continued to search for Haley never lost sight of hope. All of a sudden, in March of 2012, there was a possible break in the case. Human remains were discovered in a town around 40 minutes from where Haley went missing. However, the case was thrust back into limbo whenever news broke that the skeleton found was that of a human male. People were heartbroken, as we all yearned for answers but this meant that she still might be out there. Almost exactly one year later, human remains were discovered next to Lake J.B. Thomas in Scurry County, Texas. The investigation continues tonight into the human remains found at Lake J.B. Thomas in Scurry County this weekend. Of course, there is a lot of speculation as to whether the remains are that of Haley Dunn, the missing Colorado City teen who vanished back in 2010. We're like everybody else, we wanna know. We want to know, is it our girl? 
Members of the Hope for Haley search team gathered at the place the young girl once called home. We're going to be here for one another. You know, like I said, if it happens to be Haley, we're going to be here for the family. But my hope is that it's not Haley. I prefer that she's brought home alive, that she comes home safe and sound. Haley's father, Clint, is in Colorado City after learning the remains could be his daughter's. Friends say Clint is waiting to speak out until the remains have been identified. If, if it's really is her, I mean, is, at least her father can at least finally put her to rest, you know, because I know he's going to break really hard. You know, we're all going to be here for him in case he does fall and we just pick him up piece by piece. Yesterday, Haley's mom, Billy Dunn, told News West 9 authorities will compare dental records as opposed to DNA testing for faster results. Trooper Sparky Dean out of Abilene tells us no new information has been released and it's not clear at this time if authorities will be at the scene where the body was found tomorrow. After the remains were found, Billy spoke out about the discovery, voicing her suspicions, this time about Sean. For about a month, everyone who had been watching the case waited on pins and needles, wondering if Haley had finally been found. On March 16, 2013, local authorities were notified of human remains located near Lake J.B. Thomas in southwest Curry County. The remains were sent to the University of North Texas Center for Human Identification for DNA Analysis. On April 26, 2013, the Scurry County District Attorney's Office received written confirmation that the remains have been positively identified as those of Haley Dunn. On December 28, 2010, 13-year-old Haley was reported missing by her mother, Billy Dunn. The report was taken by the Colorado City Police Department, and she has been listed as a missing person since that date. This is a joint investigation of the Scurry County Sheriff's Office, the Mitchell County Sheriff's Office, the Colorado City Police Department, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Texas Rangers, and other local and county officials. The investigation into the circumstances of Haiti's disappearance and death is ongoing, and official information regarding the investigation will come from the office of the Scurry County Sheriff, or my designee. Guys, everyone just heartbroken and shocked after that press conference that wrapped up about two hours ago. And like you said, investigators confirming that those remains found in Scurry County last month are in fact that of a missing teenager, Haley Dunn. Investigators, including the FBI, Texas Rangers, and multiple sheriff's offices, though not saying much other than that. You can remember about a month ago, those bones were found in Scurry County in a thorn and cactus filled area that could only be reached on foot. The remains so decomposed that the age or gender could not be determined at the time, so they were sent off to Dallas. The lab there tried to use her dental records first, but ended up confirming Haley's identity through DNA. Now, guys, just to give you an idea, idea of where those remains were found. It was right near Lake J.B. Thomas, like you said. That's about 12 miles from Snyder and about 30 miles from Colorado City, where Haley was last seen alive at her mother's home back on December 27, 2010. That's the day her mother, Billy Dunn, said she walked to a friend's house and never made it. Now, we were not able to ask any questions at the press conference, but we did speak with Connie Jones. That's Haley's grandmother. She was very emotional after hearing the news. Take a listen. I think that it was right. I think that Sean Atkins had something to do with it. I really do. It's the first thing that come out of my mouth when Connie told me that Haley was missing, and I asked, where the hell is Sean, and did he have anything to do with it? 
And she said no. But she didn't think so. And I just... The things that Haley used to tell me about the man. What kind of things? She didn't like him. She didn't trust him. She was afraid of him. She... I think Billy was afraid of Sean. Because Billy told me that she was afraid of Sean a few times. And I know, I know what fear of a man can be. I know staying with a man, abusive man, afraid to leave him, afraid that he's going to hurt your family. I'd like to have five minutes with him. Just five. What would you say? What would you tell him? I wouldn't say a thing to him. Curtis Lloyd was the man who found Haley's remains around Lake J.B. Thomas. He told the news that, quote, he found a skull, a tooth, and a femur, along with blue warm-ups that Haley Dunn, then 13, was believed to have been wearing when she disappeared in late December 2010. According to the FBI website, Haley Dunn was last seen wearing blue sweatpants, along with a short-sleeved shirt and pink and white tennis shoes. I hope that there is justice for her. I hope they find whoever did it and uh, put them behind bars for a very long time. It's something he'll never forget. Curtis Lloyd found the remains that would ultimately be identified as Haley Dunn. A major break in the Haley Dunn case came in late March. That's when Curtis Lloyd stumbled upon the missing girl's remains near Lake J.B. Thomas. To, to think that someone could do that to you know, a beautiful child like that, just it just breaks my heart. Lloyd says he is still trying to process that the remains he found belong to Haley Dunn in a missing child case that swept the nation. It was quite a shock. I really was. Um, you know, when you, you first find it, it your, your personal feelings get involved. He says he wasn't notified by law enforcement, but instead by a co-worker. A friend of mine saw it on the news. He told me, he said, hey, the uh, remains were identified. Uh, it is Haley. And so I rushed home to watch the news. Lloyd also tells us he had a hunch that it was Haley when he found the remains. We found the clothing uh, item, the article of clothing. That's really what pretty well for me, you know, hit home. I thought this probably was uh, the missing team from Colorado City, Haley. But he says at the time when all this was happening, he was reluctant to say anything. But, you know, I couldn't go on TV last time and say that and take a chance that, you know, I might, you know, hurt a family's feelings and be wrong. We asked how it felt to be the one who essentially put an end to a search that lasted more than two years. It's a bittersweet thing, you know, I'm, it's terrible that it's her and I'm, I feel very sorry for the friends and family and all the searchers. But on the other end, I'm glad we find the remains where we can finally put her to rest and hopefully, like I said, catch the people who did it. Now Lloyd also tells us many of the people who spent their time searching for Haley have reached out to him to tell him thanks, but he says this isn't about him. This is about Haley and getting her justice. In her first public comments since Haley's remains were identified, Billie Jean Dunn said possibly the most painful part was picturing her daughter wondering why her mother and father hadn't found her. Billie said, quote, I kept my hope the whole time. I did. That fear that she was dead, I put it away in the back of my mind, end quote. When asked about Sean Atkins being a person of interest, Billy Dunn said, quote, I've learned a lot over the past few months, and I feel pretty strongly that he could be involved. 
I know there are other possibilities also, end quote. Adkins still denied involvement in Haley's disappearance. And from the start, Billy Dunn said her worry was that a, quote, random weirdo, end quote, might have pulled off nearby Interstate 20 and abducted Haley. She went on to say, quote, Things you don't think of normally just run through your mind. Like what is somebody doing to her? What is she having to live through? That would just worry me sick. That would really drive me crazy. End quote. Billy Dunn's attorney, John Young, said authorities have told him investigators are looking at, quote, other cases that may in fact be related or may be the same type to the very specific facts of this case, end quote. Billy Dunn went on to say that it's absurd for people to question her having anything to do with her daughter's disappearance or death. She said, quote, that question has always disgusted me. It still does. This is my daughter. Haley is my baby. She is my child, end quote. At the time, Billy Dunn said authorities still had Haley's remains, which she had planned to cremate once they were turned over to the family. Dunn also said that while she got some answers from finally knowing where Haley is, she won't have full closure unless there's been an arrest made. In January of 2017, six years after Haley went missing from Colorado City, Texas, she was finally laid to rest. Sean Adkins remains the only suspect in the case of Haley Dunn's murder. The FBI continues to urge anyone with information into Haley Dunn's death to call the Dallas FBI at 972-559-5000 or the Crime Stoppers tip line at one 800 252-8477.